Once again, it's time to open your ears and expand your mind. Or maybe it's dull your mind. Either way, I think these boys have something to say. So sit back, grab a brew, we're going to have some too. And give you our point of view, here on Talkin' Brap. Shooting his pants. Well, maybe not. Yeah, he meant it. All right. So, welcome back. Talking Brap, season two, episode sixteen. The year in review. The year in review. We're gonna. This isn't the last one. I think we're gonna record here in 2020 because of the holidays. Um, I should be able to get it out in the next few days. I'll try to get it out a little earlier than I normally do on the 15th. I had a customer come in the other day, uh, Jay Brown. And he's like, man, when, well, are you he's like, when are you recording your next podcast? I was like, uh, Wednesday? And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, I've been waiting for another one to come out. <laughs> it's the year the year you. So I think in this the, is the way. In the downtime, this is the way. <laughs> it is the way. This is the way. <laughs> you took your helmet off. You're not Mandalorian. Yeah. So, I think we need to get back to motorcycles. <laughs> I don't uh, think motorcycles are really fun anymore. You know, today is <laughs> oh, December no. 9th. It's yeah, we, burned we, out. We eat, it's sleep, over. and breathe motorcycles. It's great to talk about something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's December 9th today. You know, the, we're getting pretty close to the end of the year. And, uh, man, 2020 is definitely going to be one to remember. Uh, for yeah. so many fucking reasons. Weird year. Um, you know, I don't even care to get on the COVID topic because there's plenty of podcasts for that shit and nobody wants to listen to that shit. But um, COVID and politics, man. you know, as it stands for us in, in our business and, and what we've been through, we've had a hell of a fucking year. Um, you know, we, we've been busier this year, I think, than we've just about ever been, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, I think they pushed back. Top Gun 2. It's a bullshit. Oh, that is bullshit. Care what it's top of Oh, and did you hear, well, back on the other subject again, did you hear they, they're going to start filming Kenobi? I heard about Boston, that. Austin, and people are, the comments are hilarious, dude, because they're all like, uh, may the false be with you. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 force be with <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah may, may the force be with you. And uh, what was another one? There was... Uh, Oh, hey, look at the so fucking monster! Gonna... Look at the fucking monster! Go call a fucking Jedi! Obi, look at the fucking monster! Obi Kenobi walked into yeah, a bar. Yeah, yeah. So, dude, yeah, I saw some guy who was making fun of the comments. He he like did a video on the comments because are you? they were great. Yeah. What the fuck is that? A light yeah. sword? Are you smoking a fucking butt over there in the car park? <laughs> The motherfucker's got a laser sword. <laughs> Stuff your face with some pepperidge palms. <laughs> that, needs be, uh, that needs to be the headline of the show. Stuff your face with some, some pepperidge palms. Yeah. <laughs> That's the uh, Ted, oh, right? Isn't that what they did that in? Was it Ted? 
Mark Wahlberg when they're making fun of the Boston oh accent and they're sitting oh, there and he's like, ah, fucking smoke a butt, blah, blah, blah. And he says, he's like, hey, I'm going to stuff my face with some beverage bombs. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, wait, no, I got one right here. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so, you know, Thank we you. started out the year. Uh, and, we you did. know, the COVID started the year. There's a the COVID thing came and we were all a little nervous to see what was going to happen this year. And apparently, all of the stimulus checks that everyone got or whatever happened through COVID, uh, everyone decided they needed to build a bigger motor in their heart. Yeah, well, it resulted in a, a really big influx of people doing their research online. Yeah. And tons of phone calls man like i'm sitting at home i'm bored i yeah. work on my bike what can we do so, so off we went i I, w- I was actually talking to mike uh earlier trying to see if we could figure out how many power visions we had sold this year yeah uh just to give us an idea of how many bikes we've tuned which has got to be it's got to be 400 i would have said at least 300 it's got to be at least 300 hold on i'll be right back i gotta go tune or uh measure a cylinder Okay. Your headset's on, be careful. Huh? Yeah. I'm you're, taking it off. You're yeah. about to I'm just, roll you're off. You guys see my official exit for five okay. minutes. Okay. So, you know, we, it, amazingly enough, and, you know, we've been working at this for quite a few years here, uh, building motors and putting our stuff out there and making videos and putting them on YouTube. And, um, you know, this year I think is, is the first real culmination of what all that can do together. Yeah. Uh, and getting a good staff because, you know, most of our, our real core staff has now been here for at a least while. a year or two. Yeah, you know, the program. And, um, you know, we all kind of get along well and, and, you know, work together well. So, um, and that stuff everything's lives. starting I mean, to I, run. We still you know? get comments and people, you know, ask questions about videos that we shot at the very, you know, the genesis of this whole program. Yeah. And, you know, things have changed. And that's one of the things I think that we soon we're going to need to deal with is that. You know, those early videos were the very, very early beginning of our learning process of the M8. Yeah. And we've progressed past that. And some of the stuff that we talked about and some of the ways that we did things then we're not doing right now. Correct. Even this year. And and that was part of one of the things I wanted to bring up. Clutch setups. The beginning of the year. um, We didn't even really figure out. We were, the beginning of this year, I I can say for sure, we were struggling with dragging clutches. Yep. Um heavy pulls you know it, a way we, to harness this power yeah in a way and that wasn't gonna abnormally or negatively in, in, in yeah, impact the way that, the bike rides so the that recluse clutch man big, big find what a great clutch that's been yep. um we really haven't had any issues I, I think there was one we had a little issue with i don't know what happened and i, I don't necessarily i might have been an installation error or something you know who knows um the way it, it failed, I don't understand. So, I can't figure it out either. Yeah, I, I it, so I don't even want to get on that because I don't feel like that was. I think that was because we, we didn't do that either, did we? Or did we? I don't know. I think the original installation was ours. I got a feeling somebody was in there. Yeah, at some, one point. Yeah, yeah something went back together, kind of wonky. Yeah, because I don't understand how the, whatever it was, you know, what went down, what went down. But so if you don't know, if you're listening, uh, Recluse has kind of always been known for their auto clutches. A lot of dirt bike stuff as well. Yeah, very competitive dirt and bike they racing. Do an auto clutch in, in, in dirt bike as well. Um, that's supposed to be real good. You slipper know? conversions, stuff like yeah, that. slipper conversions, things like that. Yeah. So we went in February. We went to the drag show in Louisville, and for the people that understand a difference between a sportster clutch and a big twin clutch, 
what the plates look like. The best way to describe it is you put a Sportster clutch in a Big Twin. It sounds weird, but uh, you know, a Sportster clutch has a steel basket. Uh, I don't know if it's steel or what it is, but it's not aluminum like it's the not cast. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not cast aluminum like the Big Twins. So they run a steel plate inside of it because it wears okay against the steel. If you were to put steel plates in an aluminum basket in a big twin, you'd it shatter that basket. And yep. if you didn't shatter it, you like you said, you'd beat it up and wear it out. Yep. So this clutch has 16 plates, I think it's it is, six. as opposed to the eight or nine that the stock, I think nine is a stock uh, CDO yeah. plate. And then you get the 10 plate, I think, if you convert, right? Yeah. The CDO yeah, you can do it. Yeah, yeah, you can do a 10. Okay, so you... Eight, I think that's I think what it that's is. It's either eight I, or nine or nine. I think or I've installed a total of zero of those. It's I all been either PDL or I would not put a Screaming Eagle clutch in my bike. Me either. Um, in my experience, even before I got here, I have seen a lot of those clutches fail, and it's a it's a cast aluminum plate that the frictions are on, and they wear and they turn into dust. And the dust gets everywhere, and then they start breaking. Which isn't um, horrible on a hydraulic clutch because it'll self-adjust to a point. No, but if it you're does riding normally, it's not a problem. But if you are beating on it and, and you know, trying to break stuff, uh, the clutch is going to be the first thing to go. Yep. You know, it, 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 I don't like them. I would rather run a stock plate set up with a little stiffer spring. Or than, pop a name on it. Yeah. Um, I for sure know, get rid of the damn basket. I, so... When you say aim, are you talking about the lockup? The no, the the centrifugal. Yeah, the, the centrifugal yeah, lock adds force. Yeah. So there's the. I think of the when when you say aim, for some reason I always think of the slave cylinder, yeah. which is we've gotten away from doing. Completely gotten away, from. Uh, and that's what one of the beauties of the recluse too is we can run a, a clutch now that'll hold a 200 horsepower, with and we don't have pull. with stock pull, and yeah. we don't have to run a slave cylinder that's going to blow out a seal and leak and do whatever it does. I, I think every one of those slave cylinders by every manufacturer we've sold has been a problem. Both, yeah. At I least mean, 50%. We've, we've tried Recluse. We've tried the AIM. Both of them have issues. And uh, We tried what, Mueller. Mueller. We tried, yeah. Um, all of them, for whatever reason, Harley's Rec- is the best. Now, Recluse is coming out with a basket. Oh, yeah. Yep, I saw that. So it's going to... I don't have one in here basket. yet. Yeah. But, uh, well, we're a lot like the Barnett or the Trask. You're going to be able to package that now all together. Get a recluse in a basket. Uh, see, so for the people that don't know, um, in converting, so you go from an 8-plate to a 16-plate. Obviously, your plates are much thinner because they're made out of steel instead of cast aluminum. Yep. So you get more plates, but the tabs on the outside of the friction plates that Very drive bad. the basket are steel as well. So what they do is they run steel inserts in the aluminum basket so that it's steel on steel yep. and it doesn't wear away the basket. You don't have notching. <clears throat> We've seen a couple of them come I with notching. I was going not to recluse. make a basket, I would not make what everybody else is making. I would make a basket that works with my plates and does not need inserts. So I would expect coming from them something that looked more like a sportster basket something with the you know a little bit smaller tabs and a steel shell 
and I think I, I don't know. We'll see. I've seen a I've seen a, a photo of it. <clears throat> I couldn't tell whether or not it had like pre-installed or pre-impregnated steel pieces, or yeah. whether they're still going to rely on the the sleeves. I, I would imagine they probably do it with sleeves because what that does then is it means they got to make two kits, right? They got to have the recluse kit for the basket and then a recluse kit without the basket. Well, no, no, you make a basket for your kit. And then you have your kits and your basket. If you want a different basket, you can go buy one from Barnett. Right. But then you they're going to have the little tabs that come in the clutch kit. They're going to be like wasted. So they got all True. That, that money they're putting into producing those parts that they're not going to want to make. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Because that, 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 that to me seems Or they say hoist weird. the big middle finger and say, if you want our clutch, you're going to run our basket. Well, yeah. Good luck I, finding the little sleeve parts. You know, there, there there might be a point where that, that would come because little things like that become more problematic. And, uh, hey, man, as long as we can get them, I'd yeah. buy it that way. But the clutch works great. We, ha- we really haven't yeah. had any troubles with it. Um, like you said, you can actually put in, I think it's a 10% lighter pull, and it holds up to like 140 or 150 foot-pounds of torque, which is That's pretty much everything. Medium spring is like, yeah. Yeah, the, well, there's extra light, light, and whatever i think the, the standard or whatever is a little bit uh overstock i think the light is stock extra light's like 10 percent understock and the over is like 200 horsepower and it's like 10 percent overstock pull and you know we don't run that mm-hmm. there's no need no need to you know we run the middle one it feels like i think it, it's supposed to be stock two percent over or something yeah like yeah that. whatever it is it's pretty much like stock pull and we've gotten away from these bikes that are so hard to to ride you know like like to sit at a stoplight with your clutch in we actually ate one <clears throat> we ate a clutch 150 horsepower soft tail that we built with the carbon fiber wheels on it shout out to joe yeah. you know i'm talking about yep. clutch drag like crazy and saw that clutch in and he did he called as soon as he got home with it man i cannot believe how good this feels thank yeah. you and we tried a couple different clutches on that actually because didn't we go with the ball thing after we had, uh, I think we had a BDL in it at one point, tried yeah. the Barnet, then we went to the Recluse, and that's the final salute. Yeah. Now. Yeah, we've we've had really good luck with that. and But that's a monster. I mean, that's a pretty extreme case. Yeah, that that, that bike is extreme on everything. Um, man, that dyno is loud. Sounds good. That's music. Yeah. So, one of the other things I was looking at here was there's an article on Motorcycle Online, or Motorcycle List Online. Um, about the new katana. We were talking about this before uh, before we started recording because, uh, as far as I remember, you know, katanas were always air cooled, uh, kind of sport bikes in the GS line that wasn't like a naked version of a sport bike. Kind correct. Of yeah, day. yeah. They weren't as sporty. They weren't as fast. But this the new, bars were higher. Yeah, stuff yeah. Like, that. They, like they GSXR, you were down. Like you had like yeah. clip-on style. This was this up a little thing, bit. This 2020 Katana, you know, 150 horsepower, a 190 rear tire. Uh, it's a Street Fighter type bike. It looks like a lot of fun to ride, man. Um, although everything's fun to ride at some point or another. Uh, this thing actually looks pretty fun. And I got here because we were looking at, um, you know, bikes that came out this year. You know, we had... Harley released the Livewire. Livewire, obviously, awesome bike. We absolutely love that thing. Um, BMW released that like soft tail looking thing. I don't know if you saw that. I have not seen that. Um, it's, I heard a rumor today. Yeah. Uh, Harley Davidson bagger with a Showa front end. 
shows what they all of them are showing. No, but I mean like inverted, like sport bike style show up front. Why not? We already have them. Right. Put it on a bagger. Yeah. Like the uh, yeah. entree into well, performance. I said that before. I don't understand why they haven't. I heard it from a I have not seen a photo. Nothing. No more information there's, other than I someone said. there's a dozen of them that, that this is happening. Um, so here you go. Your picture of it? Yeah. So the BMW R18 Cruiser uh, is yeah. basically a soft tail. Where do your knees go? With yeah, I know, right? <laughs> with an opposed motor, which you know the the cylinders shoot straight yeah. out the sides, which is so weird. Have you ever ridden one? I have not. It's really weird how they 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 want to rock when you when you rev them that you can actually feel the torque in them. Yeah. Um, but it's not an ugly bike. The motor is the weird thing, you know, to get around. Yep. But the rest of the bike's not bad. Uh, they just released. Somewhere online, I was looking today, and they uh, somebody grabbed patent photo uh, drawings of a full dresser by BMW, bags, fairing, everything. That basically, the best way I can describe it, looked like an Indian, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or a, a metric Indian, you know. Yeah, which they are metric anyways, but with better fit, fit. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the BMW will be way better. Yeah. You know, the BMW they'll do it right. Yep. Um, I saw a thing. That said, of course, 2020 being the crazy year that it is, it's going to be the year that Harley releases a dual sport bike and BMW releases a soft deal. <laughs> it's true. Of course. You know. um, we, we were looking through this list. They had the VMAX. Uh, you know, the, some of the Harley stuff. The, the, the live wire is definitely new. Oh, so the Yamaha Bolt, the Bolt R-Spec. I don't know if you've ridden one of these. They're kind of fun. Uh, it's a small Sportster. bike, right? It's a Sportster. If you took yeah. a Sportster and like outlined the motor, the tank, the frame, everything, and then laid it over a bolt, everything would line up. It's almost exact. It's crazy. Um, Indian, fuck Indian. Um, <laughs> King of the backers winner. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, you know what? So the we Rebel. Talk about that. We got an invite for that. Yeah, we got an invite next year. Holy um, crap! Yeah. What are we so, gonna do about this? I don't know, man. Um, you know, Jamie's uh, Jamie always does things his own way, so it's it's curious to see what it is. I don't I told know, Tracy. We need to start now. Well, we need a rider first. Bobby Fong. Who? Bobby Fong. Who's that? Uh, Moto America's. Okay, here's what I think. Yeah. If we're gonna hire a rider, we need to hire a rider. Yeah. We can't be like we're gonna hire a buddy. No, no, no. no, no. no. Needs to be no, no, you professional rider. I would, yeah, professional rider. Yeah. I think he should be on the circuit, yeah, the Moto America circuit. Fong, I believe he was number 50. No, maybe not. Anyway, I think he was about to win the championship last time I looked. So he's he didn't ride in the last King of the Baggers. I know the dude can ride, yeah. He's gonna be there because the you know the series is gonna follow along oh, yeah. with the Moto, so we don't have to worry about flying somebody in. He'll have track time on the day. He'll have a whole bunch of testing in, so we just need to put him on the bike. Yeah, that's what I mean, any way we cut it, it should it should be somebody on the circuit who's competitive, absolutely, and who's going to be there. Yeah, um, you know, as and much if we as, can get that guy. As much as I like to think I can ride, there's no fucking way I can compete with those guys on the track. <laughs> I want to show you a picture of Bobby Fong. So uh, what I was talking about before we got on there, and we'll, we'll sidetrack for a moment because maybe Mike will make it back in time to finish that conversation, but. Uh, Honda's had a Rebel 300 and a Rebel 500. They just released an 1100. So now they have a Rebel 
1100 that is like 10 grand i think i think they come in around 999.95 okay yep and get this there's another thing that crossed my mind m4 i know the owner of m4 okay. i raced cars against the guy that owns m4 okay he's an ex-motocross racer he is an absolute badass he also happens to be a paraplegic he raced in a car series with me on hand controls. No oh, shit. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. Badass dude. I mean, let's no face it. If you know how to drive, it doesn't matter how you're driving. He was, you he was extremely competitive, and I had several races where I was like, man, this guy's going to get me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I believe and that. He, he sent me a, an exhaust for my TL back when I had that back in the day. So I got his number laying around somewhere, so I could go, hey, Mike, could you loan me your rider? If you're listening, Mike, could you loan us or your rider for next year? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, we all... I, I mean, I want to be part of that so bad. Me too. That's, that's I'll wipe it. the thing down. I just want yeah. to be there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my dream. That's it. You know, I'd do whatever it takes. But um, yeah, I mean, King of the Baggers. That that might be the coolest thing that happened in 2020. Uh, I don't know. I, I you know that that race just really, I think it put uh, things on the map for people that never realized how good a Harley Bagger is. You know, um, obviously the Indians trying to be a Harley bagger. So there's a reason, you know, for that. Yeah. Um, if only we had bought a gun to the gunfight. You know, they're, so they're not going to get factory support on Harley. Joking, joking Zeitz, whatever his name is, has basically said they cut ties. You know, they cut ties with Vance and Hines on all racer that done. Like they're not. So Harley Davidson factory is not sponsoring any race. That they, is crazy. Well, what his thing is, is after how many years straight of NHRA he's, pro stock, he's got a point. Championships. He's got a point. You, you know, and and not to be cocky here and and to sound bad, but um, we're we're a pretty successful dealership. We're doing stuff here that creates a culture and creates a persona for our dealership. Um, we're not. Most of their deal, most of their dealerships are Harley Davidson dealerships, and right. they'll sell you what Harley sells, and they are doing nothing more than selling and fixing bikes. That is, that is their dealership. That's all they are. And that's fine. I like our corner of the world. Correct. We are, we are pushing into you know manufacturing our own parts, exhausts, and cams, and and all kinds of stuff that we're working on. Um, we do a lot of performance work. Obviously, you know that's what we're known for. What. Sites kind of said was uh, race sponsorship should be up to the dealers, not up to the, the the motor company, which means the dealers like us or you know the the big dealers the um, what are they, the Varaka family you mm-hmm. know where they have a bunch of dealers they can sponsor a race team and get their name on that and then that helps all twelve of their dealerships. You know what I mean? So I think it's going to give the advantage to places like that who own a bunch of dealerships. I think, you know, one dealership this is hard to sponsor something like that, especially fully sponsored, you know, yeah. really put in, you need help. You need, you need other people sponsoring that team. Big time. Um, and, and that's where, you know, the next step is really is, okay, if we're going to go there and, and uh, you know, race a bike, who else wants to put money in on this? You know? Well, you might find 
you know, like a, a Vance and I or somebody like that who just does it on their on their own. The problem is Vance Nines also does quite a bit of metric stuff, so they may go, you know what, it's a lot easier to extract 300-something horsepower out of some four-cylinder than it is two, and what I'm really afraid of is at some point, the rules people are going to quit, you know, leveling the playing field to a point where it becomes, you know, uh, competitive, or, you know, it gives the ability for a two-cylinder bike to become, or maintain Well, I think at some point, there's going to have to be a a pretty good rule set laid down which maybe would be uh, a limit on well, I was on just I was talking about like NHRA stuff that's kind of where my mind went as far as king of the baggers goes absolutely i think the rule book needs to be quite a bit thicker yeah because if you were to look at you know the differences between some of the ways the bikes were laid out the way the bags were cut there needs to be like minimum volume on the bags there needs to be a maximum ride height displacement yeah um and maybe there was i didn't see the rule book but there wasn't it appeared a lot to me that there wasn't a whole lot going on as far as the rule book went no and, and anyone was... who saw it and wrote it or read the rule book the right way took a lot of creative license in making their bike yeah i'm off hello 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 hey, hello hey, hey, it is. had to go measure some cylinders so we were talking uh rap a little bit about uh, King of the Baggers and, you know... Uh, Harley pulling their sponsorship from racing, basically factory sponsorship. Yeah, and they're, they're saying, Zeitz is kind of saying that that's up to the dealers to do, uh, to sponsor race teams and things like that, which I think, I think, well, honestly... Hey, I, I think, think it's a bad move. I it's the stupidest would, thing no, ever. I think it'd be a good move if we also had the freedom to get authorization to turn off the checks because you know they the thing that the thing is bullshit about that whole deal is that they say well we want the dealerships to be able to do this on their own but like okay we wanted we want to set up a live wire to do drag racing well we need to turn off the governor yeah there's only one company that makes the software to be able to do that yeah and they're not going to give us authorization to do that yeah they never do it yeah so i think that's fine and dandy in theory and if if we could and I think that, you know, uh, an organization like ours, we would definitely be one that we could go and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. And we're, we're pretty good at it. I think we make a lot of these. Yeah, we need factory support so, to the dealership, not to the race team. Right. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, to the race team. Like, if we say, hey, we want to disable the, the uh, governor on this live wire because we're going to go do a drag race with it, whatever, then fucking let us do it. Then say, okay, here you go. Boom, you know, yeah. that's not street legal and all that stuff. That I understand that. We're going to put it back when we're done. Like Top Gear we were talking about earlier. You buy an AMG Black, you get a key. And you pop the key in, and it turns into stupid mode. Right. You put yeah. the key in, it's on you, man. Well, the, the, the first so, car well, I remember was that. Here's the question, though. It, when you put the key in, does AMG void your warranty? No. Exactly. No. Because, it was built to do that. it was built to do that. Correct. Yeah. By but the factory. You installed the key. Boom. You know what you're first, getting into. Now it's on you. First car I remember was something like that was the ZR1, the Corvette, mm-hmm. like 93, I think it was. And they had that weird like dash and there was like a fucking key over on the side. And I don't remember what it said the two modes were, but you put that key in and it was like a hundred horse and well, horse, was, you know, whatever it was. It was, 
family and Earnhardt. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was raise hell for wife. A it was, <laughs> what it was say? wife and girlfriend. In, in, like, in like a little like that nineteen eighties raise hell, please hell. Raise hell, please. <laughs> in like the war games voice. What what I what I can't wrap my head around is I mean, I don't know if they're not paying attention or what, but what we just witnessed happen with King of the Baggers and how Indian pretty summarily kicked our ass because of what was ended up being really good factory support, you know, and a team, you know, uh, a mean, partnership with SNS. What in the hell? Would I think SNS had well, more to do well, with that than but, Indian did. But this was never the, but you know that there were there were two different classes there because yeah, there was the knives King and guns. Baggers, the king of the baggers was Jeff Holtz trying to drum up more marketing support for you know what he's doing. And getting together with some of these other these aftermarket companies that are trying to get their name out, saying you know doing the performance thing and having a good time, and they all got together and said, "Oh, we're going to do this." And it was never factory authorized by Harley. It was never a Harley sanctioned event. And they probably talked to well, Harley towards the end of it, and Harley was like, "Yeah, you go, whatever." Yeah, and then we they started care. to see what the feedback was, but and they then, went, "Oh, whoa, 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 we then, better do something about this." And they started right. shoving some motors and stuff their way. That was after they let Factory Indian get in. You know what I mean? So. You have the promoters that didn't have the wherewithal to say, hey, we're not going to have any factory race teams here. Yeah. So they, they're they the ones that did, that did that. It wasn't Indian versus Harley. It was poor planning by the people going, oh, yeah, man, Indian, go ahead. Not realizing that they're going to have a full fucking factory. Oh, I yeah. think it was an underestimation of the impact that something like that would actually have well, on I, the I think, sport. I think it was naivete on the part of the people that were put, putting on the event, not realizing that if they let a mo- a manufacturer sponsor a team they're gonna put a million and a half dollars in yeah. the bike where you have you're doing it on the weekends with grand. spare change yeah. trying to promote each other right and i just don't think that those guys nonetheless experience in racing to realize nonetheless the, when the impact the is what it is right but here's the impact indian owns four percent of the market yeah, I was about to say that's you, what makes us look. I don't think fucking people stupid. ran out to buy no. Indians after that race. No. I, I don't think. Race. Yeah. Nobody oh even, shit! Oh come on, dude. What it did? Fifty thousand people watch it over now. Most when it went people on that now, I talked to that talked to us have seen. It. Right. Yeah. Right. And then maybe we're, we're in that. In a, we are in that world. Though. So, yeah. Right. And that's so, the thing. Yeah. The, the people who are interested in what we're doing. So are they saying, "Well, if you don't give me the good numbers, I'm going to India"? No. No. <laughs> They're not. No, they don't. No, so right. first off, go to the Indian dealer and try to set your bike up like that. And, and, and it's got to be hard as fuck to get parts oh, for yeah, those things. Is. You know what I mean? There's not, you can't. Yeah. There's no way. Well, and I was talking to Tracy about this because we were we got invited to go to go play next year. Yeah, and we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, that would be that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. However, you know, we have two hundred thousand dollars worth of expansions we need to do to our building, and if we're going to take a hundred thousand dollars out of our pocket to go up to Indianapolis and run around a track in a race that nobody's going to watch. It's not really going to do much for us other than maybe put so many people here that we let them down anyway, Correct. because we don't have the infrastructure to be able right. to support. So, them. and yeah. like I was telling him, I'm really excited the, about it, but yeah, I, I do. I would not want to get involved unless we want, uh, unless yeah. we go and fucking win that. Thing. Leaning well, on the dealers to do the sponsorship gives an advantage to dealers like the Veracas. Yes. And that's because what it the Veracas can and invest a bunch of money and it helps but they 12 dealers but they won't they won't i i agree they won't but it gives the advantage to dealers groups like that because we are one you know one, one basically one dealer 
you know, when it comes to Jamie and what we do, it's it. We are one dealer. You were a part of a group that's you know a little bit bigger than that, but in the end, we're promoting us. So if we go out there, we're helping one dealer. Somebody like that goes out there and wins a race. They're helping twelve dealers in different cities, right? You know, but, but they can't pull off what that, we pull off, so it's entity, pointless for that. That entity doesn't want to do that. Correct. No, they, I know, I know. You know that entity, if they were racing they're, stock they're like, ass bikes with bolt on parts, yeah, fine. So we were talking about this earlier, and what I said was basically right now. Of the Harley world. If we wanted to get into a race like that. Somebody talking to me. I think what we need to figure out is who else has money. Like who else can sponsor our race team with us? Because I don't think like you're saying, I don't think it's viable for us alone to spend all that money, especially to do three races. Well, no, I, I think it's, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not viable. I'm saying that we are not set up in a position to deal with the aftermath because what we don't want to do is, you know, we're, we're growing our brand organically. We're growing it through, you know, where we, we, we aren't, yeah, we aren't sponsored by people. Yeah. We aren't on the hook. We aren't sucking anybody's dick. We're just doing our thing and we're, and people are taking notice Respond and to it. Yep. they are blessing us with their patronage. Yeah. Well, if we do that, that's going to put our, our name out on another front. And what's going to happen is we're going to get so many more people than we have now wanting our formula. Whether we win or lose, just showing up is going to give you recognition. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we, we can get ourselves in a position where we can't handle the volume, which is just as bad as not having the business. Yeah. Because if somebody wants to get a motor build right now, you know, we have three people full-time that that's all they do Yeah, is motor builds. Yeah. And they are the most unhappy three people in the building <laughs> because they never get, they never get to do anything different. Yeah. And it's, then it's always high pressure. Yeah. It's high pressure. Yeah. There's always a huge deadline. As soon as you're done with this bike, there's another bike, you know, and these are 20 hour, $20,000 projects over and over and over again. When something goes wrong, well, you know, then, yeah. then you've got Aaron going, well, what am I supposed to tell this guy? Yeah. And then me going, what do you want to, what do you want me to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it didn't go away. We planned. Yeah. 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 Shit we doesn't lost, always. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> we lose one day on a build. We do so many of them. If we lose one day on a motor build, there's four or five customers impacted. Yeah. It's a ripple. So now imagine if we had three times the number of people calling us, you know, instead of having 20 or 30 phone hey, calls, there's nothing wrong with the queue. Yeah. There is though, because if they have to wait a month, they're going to just go, well, if you know, Moto can do it next week. Yeah. But you know what? What you're going to get out the back end of that is completely different from what you're going to get. And if you want the good stuff, you're going to wait. Let me ask you this, man. I've been tattooed a lot. You've been tattooed a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't like going to a tattoo shop that doesn't have a wait. You understand what I'm saying? No. What do you say? You, you walk into a tattoo shop and you ask for a sleep. The guy goes, oh, let's get started just, right now. I just look on the wall and I'm like, oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Like that dragon I'm saying is, is I like that dragon anybody who's exactly worth their what I want on me for the rest of my life. worth their shit. <laughs> Eighteen years old. Wait, wait, wait. This There's is nothing great. wrong with that. Eighteen man. years old. We just graduated high school. <laughs> I grew up in Orlando, so we drove over to Daytona. Got hotel rooms. Got fucked up. Got up the next morning. Everybody's like, "We're going to get tattoos." Walked in with I don't even know how many people. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe half a dozen, dozen people. What did you? Was it Miami Inc? And no, no, it was, it was in Daytona. Oh, oh. Maybe I'll be and, on TV. And so, so we walk into this tattoo shop, and I shit you not. About how my mom if I was me. there with eight people, seven people walked up and was like, "I want that, I want that, I want that." They yeah. all pick shit off yeah. the wall. 
Yeah. Got it tattooed on him. It got to me, and I was like, "Y'all do piercing?" <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Yeah." I'm Did like, "I'll get my tongue." No, I got my tongue pierced. I got my tongue pierced. And I was like, "Dude, when it's all said and done, I am not picking some shit off a wall." All right, I gotta go help children in the dino. I'll be right back. We never. By the way, we're still working. Yeah, yeah. There's dino in the background. We we kind of talked about that. Poor Jordan. Um, you got two more days of this coming his way. I want to get tattooed, man. My wife wants a tattoo for Christmas. Oh, God bless her. Yeah. I'm Joan. So bad. Dude, do we need to go? To, we need to go to Music City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music. So I want to build a, a mini bike dragster. They do fifties. Huh? How cool would it fucking be to have a fifty no, drag or two, like a two, ruckus or two twelve, two ninety six, maybe a four ninety six, something like that. Um, but like lawnmower engine type. You know what would be uh, super dragster. fucking funny? Take that to the strip and bracket race that fucker. Oh yeah, dude. I'm serious. I want <laughs> to build all a it is to you dragster. is cut a light. Have you ever seen mini bike dragsters out of the drag strip? Dude, yeah. what about a Grom dragster? A stretched Grom. See, this is why I don't like motorcycles. <laughs> oh, dude, a, a Grom dragster bike would be so fucking funny. No, I want to, I want to, I want to weld up a frame. This is one of my 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 next steps because I bought a welder and some other stuff, and um, my wife wants to learn how to weld. So, some you know projects we've been doing stuff together. I go out on the weekends. I spend an hour or two cut grinding See, metal and welding. You just know, what, you know, I love the Amazing Race, right? Yeah. So when the husband and wife teams start doing these projects, they it doesn't work out the way yeah. most of the time. They just I argue. I know. <laughs> yeah. But I want to build. I told her I want to. First off, I want to build oh, a ten thousand RPM uh, like Briggs motor. You know oh, what I mean? Oh my god! No, hey, you know what we need to do? We need to build a water motor. And uh, you're you're are you still buying those Chinese generators? I don't. I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna get one. I, I ordered one to see what would happen, and and they sent me like shipping information and all this stuff, and I tracked it, and then it said it got it got delivered. And I'm like, this shit didn't get delivered. And I tried to contact them, they didn't do shit. But I only reason I bought it is because it was through PayPal. So I just went to PayPal and was like, nah, they didn't send me this shit. They didn't send me this shit. So I I'm not gonna try another one. But they had some pretty crazy shit for good prices. But you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I'm not, you know, I'm not well, upset. It was like 80 bucks. You know, I was like, yeah, I, I'll spend that. China. Me and my wife spend that eating sushi. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, so, know, fuck we it. Have a, we have a Buell Blast sitting over. Oh, we did at the warehouse. It must be at Jamie's house now. What the fuck is that Blast? We didn't sell that thing, did we? Uh, must uh, I haven't seen a Blast around here in a while. Like, might be at Jamie's house. Ever. Might be no, James is that not the one Will had? Or Will bought? Or? He bought one of them. Okay. He bought one, the one that didn't, that like was missing wheels or something because he has like three more that have never run. And I guess he <laughs> wanted to like line them up. Yeah. Museum pieces. Yeah. That was a fucking weird dude, man. But, um, <coughs> so, you know, what I want to do is go back to the salt flats and I want to run a water engine. Is there a class for it? Um, no. So, create it. Yeah. So you're automatically a world record. I was about to say, exactly. you probably get a record I mean. pretty yeah. easily. Yeah. You show Especially, up. You did 1.1 so mile how, per how does, hour. How does, awesome. a, how does a water engine work? So what you do is you take it. Basically, what you do is you put power. To make it simple, you take kind of like a battery. 
that's filled with salt water, and then you put power into it. The vapor. And when you when you power the salt water, it electrifies the it salinates the water, and it causes a chemical reaction, which then separates the water into hydrogen and oxygen. So you run the hydrogen because the hydrogen's light, so the hydrogen rises to the top. So you funnel the hydrogen into a catch tank, and then you pressurize the tank and inject it into your fuel system. So if you run it solely on water, you have to have a pretty big battery, but you can run it on, you can run a hydrogen injected vehicle and because ba- basically gasoline, you know, all, all the, all internal combustion engines run on hydrocarbons. Right. Well, that's hydrogen. That's very unstable. So the only difference between water and gasoline is water is an extremely stable mo- uh, molecule because it has an equal number of protons and electrons. So it, it's really hard to break the atom apart, the molecule apart. But you take like gasoline and there's such a, there's an instability between the, the protons and the electrons. So it kind of wants to, it wants to break apart. So that's why it's so, you know, like gasoline, when you open up, you're like, fuck those fumes. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it's, they're just splitting, it's splitting, they're splitting, splitting, yeah. splitting, yeah. splitting yeah. and the hydrogen is escaping from the rest of, from the carbon because, you know, the hydrocarbon. So it's hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon atoms bonded together and it's, not a perfect balance so they it wants to break apart so you know that's how nuclear tell all like explosions work nuclear weapons and all that just the more unstable you make the atom the the molecule the faster it wants to separate into its original components and that separation causes kinetic energy so that's really all you're doing inside a, a internal combustion engine uh, engine is creating kinetic energy through the hydrogen Correct. so when you run your gasoline through the uh, injector and you you turn it into a mist. You you know you vaporize it. It's basically splitting into the hydrogen splitting out. You ignite the hydrogen and the hydrogen burns. All the other pieces are all your other emissions byproduct. Yeah, yeah. So to get a engine to run solely off water, you have to use electricity to create that separation. So you use salt water and metal plates. And then you run electricity through it and it basically causes a huge chemical reaction and you get three different elements. You get hydrogen, oxygen, salt. So the two most needed elements on earth are salt. I mean, salt is super important, right? We can't get enough salt. Salt used to be currency, you know, hell in in some countries it still is. So that's a, that is a byproduct of a hydrogen burning engine or of a water burning engine and oxygen and water, pure water. So now I have only seen a Briggs motor running on this on water. Yeah. On water. On yeah. Dude, online. And, and I was then, doing it. Yeah. These Basically guys, you're guys, running it. Are you running the motor on hydrogen? You're creating a right. hydrogen. So to do it the way creation system. just purely on water, it's not an efficient process because you have to have so much electricity to separate the deal. So basically if you saw that bridge, then there was a big ass battery. Yep connected right to a, a so catch tank. The trick is making a, enough electricity to power the reaction to keep it running indefinitely, right. right? So so what you do is you run an injected motor. So kind of like you're going to do water methane. Yeah. So you do a hydrogen injected motor instead of that, which basically kind of does the same so thing. So it runs on gasoline, but then it has a map that backs the gas out and runs on hydrogen at yeah. more so you, points. So you're running on like, 
a third of the gas right because you're injecting straight hydrogen yeah so into it, the injection it idles point. and it runs basically or it starts and warms up well, with gasoline and then it will at some point on a map or some kind of strategy that you develop will run on hydrogen you're always running on hydrogen really as long as there's electricity going to it but on a warm-up cycle and stuff like that, we don't need to run on gasoline. Kind of like an alcohol motor. You're going to well, want to fire it on gasoline, oh yeah, it get it to run, and then switch it over to... Or, or nitro. Nitro, you're not going to start on nitro. You're so going to start probably, on gasoline and switch it over. You're going to meter the amount of gasoline, but you're not going to meter the amount of hydrogen. So it's always there. You're always, you're always injecting the hydrogen. You're just metering the gasoline to make up the difference. So do you run like a, an oxygen sensor or something like that that backs out the, yeah, the fuel yeah when you want to get like super good at it well, i want to do it on small engines because i'm not super good at it so we can <laughs> run it on really like yeah. two horse engines run them at full bore and then see like how many times i can mow my lawn on one tick of gas there you go you know what i mean stuff yeah. and, and start get, with the weed eater start with that or something real small well the problem yeah. the problem you get if you burn it up you can just go buy parts for 200 dollars <laughs> right. okay well i need to so weed eaters too small heavier. weed eaters too small because you're gonna need you need wheels that's you're gonna need wheels because you're gonna need enough room for the battery and the the other shit that you want to add and yeah. not make it heavy so it's not gonna be something you want to pick up it's gonna be something you want on wheels like you said yeah. mowing the lawn riding lawn is probably the Perfect. right place to start you know yeah. um or, or like a little mini bike mini bike you know yeah. what i mean because yeah. you could run on a how much is the engine on your mini bike to like all right i can get a, a harbor freight 212 for like 150 bucks or something yeah. so I mean, you know <laughs> Yeah, and those the Predator two twelve is like the motor to buy. Like the, they don't even nobody talks about buying Honda motors anymore. It's all Predator motors. So if we burn it up, we yeah, take no it deal. apart, we inspect it. Okay, it ran way. Well, too if we're gonna late. do it, we'll do it on the motor I have now because that's a Chinese one ninety six that came on the Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Thing and, you can, <laughs> and you can buy those Chinese motors like you know crates of ten for like five hundred bucks. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, if you're willing to go, yeah. It, actually, if you if can they get, show up, so I don't know. I had a buddy of mine <laughs> that had a shop on the railroad tracks, so he could get the train to stop at his shop, and he could unload containers hmm. on his property. So he like his shipping costs. Is that even China. legal? Yeah. Well, oh, it, they would already was, go through customs. And, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just bring it over here. In well, no, he his it, whatever <laughs> it was he was in was a manufacturing facility where the train had stopped before. You know what I mean? It was oh, no. set up like that. Hey, Wong, <laughs> just bring container A. So he would go to China, <laughs> and well, yeah, yeah. You go over to China, pit crew, and you yeah. buy a <laughs> container. You want your sister to have a free life? Yeah. yeah. Am I free now? Am I free now? I no, motherfucker. No. No, you got ten more no. motors to build. Yeah. You're not free. I need <laughs> no. He would go, He would go over to China. <laughs> literally, go over to China, buy a container or two, and buy like four wheelers and scooters and all the shit. Right, right from over there. I mean, he would. You, you do know why? That's why there's a trade war, right? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but he, dude, he got this shit so That's why cheap. we're all on ventilators yeah. and shit. Like, I had we hate you I Americans. Oh, a fuck. 250cc, like, utility four-wheeler. It looked like the big boys had big tires. I used to go everywhere on that thing, but it was only 250. So it wasn't super powerful, but it, you know, it went everywhere. But if you're Chinese, like you only weigh 67 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it probably were great for them. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, so fast, so fast. But yeah, it was like eight hundred bucks to pay for that thing. Like it's ridiculous, dude. Like the. But yeah, he he would go over there and buy all kinds of shit. Throw you know, get a container, load it up with shit, and fucking come back over and sell it. Kids, yeah, 
women. Children. I'll apologize now to all of our Chinese fans. <laughs> we have Chinese fans. <laughs> yeah. I don't have fans. Got to be one. Yeah. There's got to be one. I don't watch Chinese fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You American or what? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take fans from everywhere in the world except China. <laughs> China. Now, if you're yeah. American, I don't care what your last name is. Oh yeah, I want to put that disclaimer out there. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I get into this a lot because, and I don't like Canadians either. <laughs> Fuck Canadians, they took our job. <laughs> I'll talk to people, and they're like, "Oh, well, I'm from here or whatever." Oh, well, how long you been here? Well, I've been here thirty years. <laughs> I'm like, "You've been here thirty years, and you're a citizen." Yeah, you're an American, dude. Chill. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you, you don't you don't have to be like I'm Iranian or whatever. I get it. You're from Iran, but you've been here 30 years. You're a fucking citizen. You pay your well, taxes. Like say, you're an American, dude. I it's like cool. The ones that are yeah. Iranian that are born here. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. born here, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Iranian. Really, you don't have much of an accent at all. Well, yeah. I mean, I was, I was born, born here. I was born in Baltimore. Well, then you're, you're American. American. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you weren't born in Iran, you're not an Iranian. Yeah. You're Let me hear genius. you say yeah. it right, America. That's the, you know that's that's what I don't think a lot of people understand is is people who. I don't know. I guess think like we do. It's it, American doesn't mean white. It means nope. you were born here. You live here. You. I don't know why you always got to bring race but, into this, Roy. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, it's that topic. You know, it's that. To- oh yeah, yeah. We're getting on the brown subject. Flip <laughs> yeah. my hat around. <laughs> Turn your hat around hey, for the yeah, camera, bro. General. Over here. <laughs> no, I, I was my my barber. It was my barber. I was talking to him, and he's been. He was. He's been in, uh, he's still got a thick ass accent too, but he's been in Nashville for 17 years. You're going to say thick ass. Dude. And I was like, oh, and he's from <laughs> Iraq. I think, got, I think he was from Iraq. Got to suck the dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> again, he's from Iraq. God, what, Damn what, it. What did the Hodgson say? <laughs> Sucking the mushroom. And he's there. like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, did you come here from Iraq? And he's like, well, no, I lived in Seattle before that. And I was like, oh, how long did you live in Seattle? And he's like, 15 years or something stupid right so you've been here like 30 plus years and i'm like i don't even understand how you still have an accent dude like seriously like you've been here 30 fucking years like uh you know i don't don't understand why you still associate like you're american bro it's hard though man i still sound like i'm from california I don't sound like I'm from Tennessee. You look like you're from California. Too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I think here's the weird part. Aside, aside Fuck from you, some weird, like Where'd you come from. <laughs> See, you I'm Ohio. I'm all from, yeah, he's from Ohio. <laughs> Northwest Ohio. Guy over there got one beer and I'm feeling froggy. Yeah. God damn. I need another. Speaking of which, I need another one. I got you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> else? I forgot yes. where I was going with that. Uh, we got really racial. It got awesome for a minute there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole different podcast. I don't. Uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't think we really got. Uh, it. I mean, you, we, no. we we got. Um, no, I'm you, oh, you got one. So I think there's a little. Like, no. Oh, you want some? Or? Well, do you want some? Well, all right. Mm. You want some? There's whiskey down there. Get some. Would you what? would you get on this dinograph here? So so Eric, yeah, what is Jordan, Jordan oh, snuck in. Enlighten us until Jordan this snuck is right in. Oh, uh, this is stage two, right? Yeah, yeah I, I remember hearing that earlier. Red so redshift four sixty five. Wait, redshift. You're speaking yeah. to the mic. Yeah, the mushroom tip fueling yeah. four sixty five. Oh yeah, fueling four sixty five. Comeworks, uh, full sack head pipe, SNS air cleaner. 
and that's the blue one. This red one right here is the same setup, but it had Reinhardt slip-ons. No cams or anything else. And you can see this right one? off the, the gas, Slimline right? oh, Duel. Wow. wow. I don't remember. I just I read it on there. Uh, you're looking... Okay, so I'm looking at a graph now. When you've looked at a lot of graphs, <sighs> you don't... And here, I was talking to a customer about this the other day. We need something to go um, straight up, like on election day. Yeah, well, no, yeah. <laughs> We but don't only need, at eleven yeah, or three in the morning. Yeah, but that's don't, normal. We don't yeah. like peak numbers. We don't really look at peak numbers that often. I mean, we do because you have to because they're there. But what we look at is that flat table. Is that on? Which is your torque? I don't think it's no, on. No, it, it, it. I didn't turn on. Oh um, goddamn! It jumps up. Your torque curve jumps up, and you want that torque curve to be flat, and you want it to come up like a table. No, and be flat. No. And people worry so much about peak numbers, which, looking at this graph right here. That's a stage two? Peak number probably comes somewhere yeah. in the 3,700. 130, 130 foot-pounds of torque? Fuck. Yeah, 130 foot-pounds of torque this yeah. bike has 111 horsepower. Yeah. 114. Yeah. 114. That's nice. Dude, this is a setup. I thought so, that was a 128. No, that's, one, that's the first that's the stage first two in, our new, in that new room. Holy shit. System. Yeah. So, Bro, how much were we losing all that time? None. We made a shitload of money on that room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about the on, on the sheet. I love oh, that I answer. Know. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't think that, that room is happy. Yeah, oh, we'll dude, see. It's so nice, dude. I don't know. Like 131, 111. I mean, that's really nice. Just pretty that good. That torque number is fucking killer, dude. Yeah, that's, that's a fucking ripper, man. So this graph I'm looking at peaks in the 3700 RPM range. But it hits really hard at about 20, we got 21, 22, 2300 RPMs. We have 126.5 foot pounds of torque at 2300 RPM. Factory um, compression, stage yeah. two build. So, cam and with the Reinhardt's, what, what exhaust you say this was? Chromeworks? Chromeworks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's Chromeworks. Uh, quiet baffles in it. Uh, I'd have to ask Marcus. He must have. Must have. Yeah. To make yeah. that torque. To make that, that torque in the in beginning, the, yeah. there's, they're in there. He put yeah. the right ones in it. So, uh, that Reinhardt was at 105.89 at 2300. So, it's 11 foot pounds of torque. Now, granted, there's a cam added and everything else, you know, but. Well, that was with the, with the Reinhardts, too. Oh, that was with the cam same and cam. the other. Oh, same cam. Holy same, yeah, shit. Yeah, it's the same build. Dude. Just same different mufflers. Thing. Holy shit. Different you have mufflers. to see this graph because That's um, I said. Fucking insane. there is 15 or more foot pounds of torque all the way across the graph. And you all heard question. that bike running in the background earlier in this episode. So that was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. hard at yeah. work. Yeah, there. in the background, that was him. Yeah. So funny story on that. Uh, this weekend, I've been trolling the fuck out of social media because that's where the war is being being waged right now and i have i'm on this dumbass forum i don't even know why i'm on it on facebook because you love it harley performance (laughs) and dinos something and there's this fucking little shop in iowa that's always posting weird stuff and there's a kid that i think graduated high school works there and he posts this graph and it's like oh it's the you know hit the fucking road jack 124 build or 128 build from us blah, blah blah and it has like it has the jump up and then you know like a 2200 it jumps up to like 120 foot pounds torque then drops to 100 and then climbs its way back up again <laughs> right? yeah I, 
And this, this <clears> other <throat> guy's like, oh, it looks like, a, a, you know, the torque curve of my diesel or whatever. Da, da, da. And he's like, yeah, two. And, and he had a full stack header and Reinhardt pipes, I think. Right. Well, it's that, not a bad setup. I was going to say that should, that should actually. Yeah. The and big so, ones, the big 4.5 DBXs or the that little I, three inch. I couldn't. I think I don't. It doesn't matter that much if you have the right header. Yeah. And if, and if you have good baffles. Yeah. And so this guy's like, oh, yeah. So he's kind of like, you can tell the other guy was just saying like, you know, wow, the, the torque curve right there at the beginning, you know, whatever. So the guy that posted the graph that works at the shop, I, I assume he works at the shop. I don't really know. But he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I tried to explain a two into one would have performed way better and blah, blah, blah. But the customer wanted what he wanted. And, and so I said, so I just posted, well, not running baffles is a mistake. Yeah. And your graph shows it. that's yeah. probably what happened yeah. with that one right there that reinhardt set up i don't think it yeah so i didn't have that part of that big yeah. 4.5 <clears throat> so i guess i struck a nerve because he's like no shit triggered you know what yeah yeah no shit. <laughs> that's what he responds yeah he responds no shit with exclamation points and i was like and so i responded back i was like hey kid don't get your panties all wadded up the graph says that you didn't run the proper mufflers in there because that's a good exhaust system and instead of misinforming this other guy that that obviously is at, is like trying to figure out you know like is that normal or whatever by by lying to him and telling him that's not a good exhaust when it is yeah why don't you just say the guy you didn't put baffles in it he's like well I talked to the customer and he blah blah blah, blah and then he starts backpedaling I'm like shut the fuck up man who cares what he wants yeah, yeah. why so did you show up at my doorstep that attitude right actually works more than people want to believe it does. Um, anybody that I have seen be successful in the performance world will tell people to go to guy. All no, day. Well, say it. Go very, fuck yourself. Very yeah. yesterday. You know, it's, you know, it's oh, if that's what you want to do, you can go down there. Those guys, do. those guys down the street will do that. Cause you, hey, you here's what happens, there, man. You, know? you build it the way that they say they want. They get it. They could take it out in the street and get spanked by some dude yeah. that has a stock 114. Meanwhile, he spent 6,500, 7,000 bucks. And now we're the asshole. I wish Nick was here because we were standing there with a customer. I think it might have been today. And the guy had a motor built by us and went back home to wherever Cleveland or somewhere. I forget where it was he said he was from. And he, and he said that there was a guy back home that had a breakout with a stage four uh, motor in it and all this stuff. And he's like the fastest guy in town. He said um, back when the bike was a stage two, he had had a CVO 110 with some work, 259Es and some head work and whatnot. And he said he just hung with him, you know, but you know, he got like a bike length on him and then he just stayed there with him. He said this time he didn't have a chance. He's like, I waxed his ass. <laughs> and they, he's like, and I was like, well, that's why you spent all that money, didn't you? And he's like. Oh yeah, it was well worth. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, I spent a fuck ton of money on this thing, and it felt good well, to beat his ass. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite things to do is when they're like, "Man, how much money is that?" I go, "Well, does it matter?" Yeah, and then you know that you you see him take that like double take, like, "Well, I, uh, well, uh, um, like, you want you want it or not?" I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's a how price fast tag. do you want to go? There's man. a price tag involved, but if you want. If you want this, you're going to pay the price. I just no, wish. Or half ass it and come back again and spend time and a half the yeah. money. Well, here's the deal. Dino time. If yeah. you don't want to pay for, if you don't want to pay what it takes to be cool, then tell me how much money you do have and I'll make you as cool as that much money will buy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tell people on the phone all the time, there's two ways we can do this. 
You tell me how much money you have, and I'll make you as fast as you can for the money you have. Or tell me you, the power you want to make, and I'll tell you how much it costs to get there. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. That's it. It's exactly There's right. two ways to do this. Yeah. It's just, I, I tell them, it's just the parts. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no magic. Right. I can sprinkle something on top of it and come up with an extra 50 horsepower. It is just the parts. Yep. That's it. End of story. You can get Jim's lifters that are $125 a piece, or you can buy Harley lifters that are 140 for four of them. <laughs> right. Which ones do you think are higher quality? <laughs> yep. God, you got me some nervous on lifters. Huh? I should have put the Jim's in my bike. Ah, don't worry about it, man. Dude, Shannon pull them right out, man. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. He likes that shit. Mm-hmm. Lives for it. It's still there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. all I got to do is buy new gaskets and I can pull them out. <laughs> you know, Shane's going to come back next week and we'll be like, take the tap aside of his bike. He's changed his mind. He's going to be like, sweet. <laughs> Seriously? That's awesome. <laughs> sure, man. No, he's so not into that right now. <laughs> go, man. Man, I'll tell you what. I was so excited. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me when I brought the swing arm downstairs. He's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm putting a swing arm on it. The Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, man, what are you doing to me, man? I'm like, it's been sitting up there for uh, fucking eight months, man. Yeah, we're putting it on. Uh, actually, you know, with the stock rotor, it went pretty well. In the, or it looks good. Caliper. It, it, fit, it fit really it fit good. good with a, with a stock caliper, which is kind of a disappointing thing if Bronx is I'll listen to our podcast, which is not. But Well, either way, I cut it. I'm going to run the stock rear caliper. If I change calipers, I'll change the front. I don't right. use that much for a brake. I really don't. How much do you well, need in the rear? Yeah, that's good because that caliper and rotor combination are kind of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Again with this. That's been debunked. <laughs> fact checkers. I fact checked. I fact checked oh, Mike, man. and he said that my rear caliper setup was bullshit. Now I debunked it. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see what yours does when this is all said and done, man. Uh, we'll this, see. Yeah, the tuning yeah. is going to be the hard part. Let's we'll oh, see yeah. if we can get it to run. Exactly. <laughs> twelve. Well, point, I mean, well, you know, twelve you know point compression. Dyna, you know, you know, fucking Tyler broke both of the exhaust studs in the front cylinder of my Dyna. Broke them off. Broke them off. Like, mm-hmm. so you broke the easy one, and then you're like, "Let me see if I can duplicate the result." <laughs> <laughs> and then found out you can't, and broke the one that is you that's super I have hard to get to. Two things: easy out, and then easy coil. No, no, it, no, well, no, 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 no. You, you just gotta take the head off. That's, uh, get yeah, it out of here. Yeah, cool. Take the head off because the the frame rails, right? I mean, you all you can, have to do is buy cylinders. I got pistons for you. Someone <laughs> threw away my fucking cylinders. I had I had one of three pistons. <laughs> well, I stole them away. Work, and pistons won't work. It's a ninety six. Yeah, I have I have one. Of, I had one of three pistons and everything, but I sold them to Wayne. Well, you know what's funny? We have a set of headquarters heads. Fucking yes, sit, they are. They're floating around. Top of receiving. I can't believe you're gonna tear that motor down. Put it back together. Stop. Huh? So I can't believe you tear that motor down, put it back together. Style. No, we have we have some headquarters heads. I'm talking. I'm, I'm yeah. talking Jamie out of them. Nice. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck's he gonna put them on? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he inherited them. So yours a '96. Yeah, we could just make a '96 Ripper. It do the thing. It'd be fun. Pretty fast. I was gonna say those '96. You do them up right. Well, we they were that other day. But that's yeah. a bone stock bike. Not even yeah. that stock exhaust. I was gonna put that cool. Uh, oh, the SNS. SNS. Yeah. I was gonna put that S and S. What the what is that thing? Grand called? Nationals. Yeah, the Grand Nationals that I bought off that guy for like 180 bucks. The one sitting upstairs. Those, yeah, that had all the scratches on them. Yeah, yeah. I bought those when that guy came and switched out to the Trask. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was yeah. like, hey, I'm a, What are you gonna do with this Grand National? He's like, I don't know. I'm probably gonna sell it on the internet. And I was like, 
mm, I'll give you $180 for him right now. And he was like, okay. <laughs> Done. <laughs> that was a idea. Huh? I almost did that with those Magnaflow. I took off that Sporty the other day, that Magnaflow two into one. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, well, what, you know, what's the guy going to do with him? He's like, I don't know. Probably sell him cheap. I was like, well, I want them. And I got to looking at it and they're black. And I'm like, that's not going to look good on my bike, mm-hmm. man. That, that's going to look like shit. Hey, and I was like, you know what? Just tell him I'm I'm not in on this one. But I yeah, Cedric's inverted front end. Yeah, off of his his fat bob front end. I bought yeah. I bought it for two hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh my god! I hate you. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on the Dyna. Fuck yeah, do it. So you, you know, I was I was like, you know, it's such a fucking shitty year. You know, 2007 Dyna. Yeah, no, is it a seven or an eight? It's it's a, seven. Same year as mine. But it's like a terrible year because no, they didn't do the one piece fucking clamp up top with the riser. That was a shitty year. The what? Where they made the the top tree had a one piece clamp that the bars oh, went to. Oh, you mean talk about for the street bobs? Yeah, six horrible, uh, yeah. horrible. Yeah. I don't have that. But the fuck were you thinking? <clears throat> well, I was gonna like trade up, but after I bought that road glide, put like fucking. Way more money than I should have. That thing. <laughs> That's a badass I was, I was bike, like, you know it what? It turned I, out nice, though, I dude. I'm gonna keep the Dyna, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna fucking Monty Hall the thing together and build, you, <laughs> build a Monty Hall. You gonna take that to the track one night if we go to the track? The Dyna? The, dude, the I'll take my strip. bagger. No, right the track or the drag strip? Drag strip. Oh fucking take it to the oh, drag the, strip. The, the bagger. Oh, I don't know. We're all going to the drag strip, man. He's got a trailer. I got a trailer. You can throw it in the trailer, just well, go up there and ride. Twenty six footer and well, yeah, but you you put it in a trailer that way. If you fucking break a belt or something stupid, you just throw it on the well, trailer he, he, and leave. Jay Robertson, Jay Robertson has a hauling company, and I was talking to him the other night. And he's like, "You can go to the drag strip anywhere you want to go. I'll tell you guys there." Who? Jay Robertson. Oh yeah, the yeah. one thirty one that we're building right now. Yeah, blue bike. He might be listening right now. Yeah. Does he listen he, to our podcast? I don't know. He oh, might yeah. be, but he wants to go race, man. He's like dead serious too. Yeah, uh, he should. He's got a. He's gonna badass bike. His bike's nice. It's a, it's a cool bike. I love those billiard blue bikes, man. Yeah, his, his heads are. I like his heads. Yeah. With Magnuson, Magnus Morrison, uh, Rare Morrison, Rare Morrison, the guy that we used to work at Rare Morrison designed those heads. Yeah, eighty cc ended up being ten eight corrected. It's a that's nice good. little setup, yeah. man. It's one thirty one. 131 with yeah. the what is it minus 10.7 or something pissing oh, in it yeah fucking ridiculous man yeah a minus i don't yeah i don't yeah know it's a minus 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 well, no, no no you know oh. the piston does sit 10 down but it it and the well, the I, dish in the piston is minus 10.7 so the head had to be like 80 cc tiny little fucking chamber right yeah and it ended up being 11 9 uh compression and corrected 10 10, 8, 10, 7, something like yeah. that. We put the, the star <coughs> 585 in it. What, what does he call that? The three quarter race? Three quarter race cam, yeah. Yeah, I don't even. I think should run good. Somebody's talking about, like, oh, the 30 30 cam. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? <laughs> oh, the star. I only know his cam is by the lift. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that 460, 471, 473. Isn't that what I put in? What's his name? 30 30. I don't think we've run run yet. No, that's no. a that's a three quarter race. Oh, a five eighty five. Five eighty five is a three quarter race. Oh, okay, okay. No, we've got three bikes that have been waiting because the dyno's been down under, under renovation. Yeah, under revamp. Yeah, twenty five. It is now a wind tunnel. Really promising. Thousand CFM of air moving in and out. Jamie's like, you need to turn these other fans down. I was like, no. Why would I want to turn them down? 
what yeah. uh, don't you want to stack the air? I was like, no, I want the air out of here as fast as I can fucking get well, it yeah, out. Well, and when you're out on the road actually riding, that's what you get is nothing but fresh air. So yeah. it's a better tune. You know, whether or not you're seeing bigger numbers, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, if the, the more fresh air you can get in and around that bike, the better. Because uh, that's what you're going to get out on the road. So that thing's all janky. We got that fucking piece of plywood. Right <laughs> I, looked, I saw dude, the big I ass. I see like shit it. like flapping around up there. I'm like, oh god. Oh, no. <laughs> I hey, can't wait hey, till Shane gets here. Shane is going to lose his shit. He's going to be like, I can't do this. Don't worry. It's held up with kite screen. did you see did you see my fire alarm thing i sent to the group chat the other day uh no i deleted messenger fire alarm on the thing and it's got a little sticker and it says installed on and a line and it says the ceiling (laughs) (laughs) and i posted it was like did woody install this fucking thing god damn it like, uh, Jesus Christ. That's funny. But yeah, man, uh, you know, Shit the, bed. the uh, man, the performance side of the Harley world, especially is just changing so much. And, well, it's coming back. Yeah. You know, we, we were talking about kind of how we started the year. Um, and how we've progressed. And, and like I was saying earlier, we, we kind of started the year working on clutch issues. You know, we were kind of struggling with a, a good clutch setup, and, and we got to talking about the recluse and some of the stuff we've been doing, and, and how how much uh, positive feedback we've had on the recluse clutches and things like that. Um, you know, we we've kind of been able to build the power. Um, now we're looking. We've we've got into transmissions this year uh, heavier than we have in the past. Hey, um, weren't we supposed to be fighting the power? Fight the power. Yes. <laughs> I think we got it wrong. Mike, have you seen the uh the uh recluse basket yet? No, is it out? Mm. So no, here's well, my question. Out. I've seen a hmm. uh, a photo of a unit. I'm not sure if it's like a production unit or what, but they're they're on it. So we were talking one. about this I earlier. Them to send us one first. And I yes. said if I was building a basket and I was recluse, I would make a basket that you would not need the little inserts for. Would you put a brisket in the basket? <laughs> he no. seems to think that you know you go the same route as everybody else. I say you go with a sportster basket, like a steel basket, like the sportster do, does. That's heavy as fuck. I would do it Not with like really, I would do it with though. a pre-preg kind of like you don't have to make it thick. It. You don't have to make it thick like the aluminum because it's steel. So you know you do a steel basket. Or, I mean, if you're just going to make another aluminum basket that's the same size as stock that you slide those things in, what's the fucking point? You can get it from trash. You can get it from fucking Barnett. You can get it from everybody. Like, what's the point? You well, know what I mean? the same price. You can get it from you. True. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I said, if I was, you know, if I was recluse and I was going to design, I would design a basket that works with my clutches and say, this is the best thing you can run with my clutches. Well, I and imagine they will. But I, I wouldn't make one that still used those little inserts. You know what I mean? I would want something that you kind of bypass those inserts. Those inserts are to adapt other stuff to work with my shit. If you want to run my plates and my basket, they work well, but together. What if they're running somebody else's clutch? Then you don't run my basket. Well, then doesn't that just kind of make you immediately a niche market? 
Yeah, but it, it, if your basket's going to work with everybody else's, there's there's plenty of options out or there. Or Rick, who right? says, hey, we're the game. Okay, so Fuck you. Here's, Run here's our basket with our clutch. Economics 101, the clutch is going to come with the steel, with the inserts no matter what, right? Because that's part of the clutch. Yeah, we talked so about that. if you make your basket so that it only runs with the with your clutch, and then you throw those out. It precludes you from running other clutch. Then your basket isn't good for any other clutch. Yep. And your clutch is sold with the little pins anyway. Or they say, fuck you, run our clutch. We're the best in the business. That's, right. <laughs> That's what I would do. Well, I would do that too. I would say, I would, what I would do is sell a complete kit. Yeah. yeah. So we talked about too. That's yeah. what I think they should do. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to buy so my basket, right. then you're buying my clutch. And that and would be like yeah. a brisket in a basket. You can, <laughs> buy, you, can buy, you can buy a clutch with the sleeves, or you can buy a basket and a clutch without. Yeah. That's the only way you can buy it. Period. End of story. Well, you should be able to get the plate separate, right? I mean, you should be able to kind of get everything to separate. To if you want. But, and you should market it like, fuck you. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Well, was, <laughs> fuck you, that's why. Because <laughs> we're the shit. Yes. Yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm Vance and Hines, new slogan this year. Be the shit. Looks like shit. Sounds like shit. Runs like shit. Be the shit. That's off tail on my lift. I fired yeah. it the big radius pipes on it. I'm like, oh, oh god, god dude, it stunk so bad. No. All Did you really put it on? But yeah, the that FXDR. I put that 465 in it with a with a big with radius. Big radius. Yeah. Proven performance. Who sold that? Dick. Need I not say? <laughs> yeah, Mister. Mister, I have no backbone when I'm, I'm actually I'm losing out on so much. I could be selling so much garbage. Dude, I heard the conversation. So Mike jumped his ass the other morning and was like, you're calling that guy saying that's not the exhaust you run. I hear him on the phone and he's like, well, if you still want to run that, we can run it. But I really recommend you run something else. But if you still want to run that, we can run it. I was like, I wish Mike was standing here right now. It was super funny. Like, I'm standing there in the meeting and Mike's yelling at Nick and I'm like, oh, fuck. Or whatever. And he's Starts yelling at me, and I went. I thought you were still yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> I started asking, asking you questions about your building. You're like, I'm like, Aaron. <laughs> you know, if you show up at the meetings on time, we would have already talked about what he feels before you got because here. Because you were yelling at him so hard, I, I just uh, like, oh, yeah, he got his ass I disconnected, and I was like, oh, I'm out of this, man. I well, don't even want to look at Nick right now. Hey, you know what, though? <laughs> yeah, it, it's why you're better out there than I am. Uh, you, you're, you're right, though. We haven't got here by bowing to everybody's whim. Yeah, I don't give Not a shit all. what exhast you want to yeah. run. We, we've got here because we tell people that you don't want that. Yeah, hey, you know? the answer run. is on the phone. Like you, you called us for a reason. You can run whatever you're looking for an answer, and we I'll, have it. I'll put the cams in that we took out, and I'll put it back the way it was, and you can put whatever exhaust in it you want. Mm-hmm. And all I want you to do is sign a waiver that when I blast you on the internet, <clears> when you try to say this is my fault. Yeah. That I'm going to put this little piece of paper on there that said I told you not to do this and you did it anyway. Yeah, and it's going to have your signature and your picture. Your we should your make face that. On it. We need to actually make that. I actually like. That so idea. should I go take this exhaust off right now or tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it in California? Is that the big? Um, no, that's a lot. He's doing. He's doing the full Monty. Yeah, but he's it, uh, another bike. Does it have the baffles? Like, is it a California? It's done well. They they it's actually run yeah, fairly they don't, okay. They don't make huge power, but they make a good curve. Yeah, I was surprised that sporty that that uh, Shane did not too long ago with the short shots and the newer yeah, EPA yeah, pipe. Good. That EPA pipe that. actually keeps the power up in the bottom. 
Yeah. Um, it probably doesn't make as much on the top as the old yeah, one, but I tried to tell him that, it, yeah. it had a nice flat curve, and I like that. But he was like, "Well, I run the hell out of it. I run the hell out of it." I'm like, "Well, if you put that Magnaflow exhaust, you're going to need to be in the top. I'm always in the top end. Put the <laughs> Magnaflow exhaust on. Can we put the short shots back on? Whatever you want, boss. Your you money, want, man. Why? Two what hours. was his choice for that? <laughs> what huh? was his reasoning for that? Well, he wanted the short shots because he liked the way they sounded. Yeah, it sounds. So this good. this goes back. It to hits the a lick, man. And I said, well, they do sound good, and they have a nice curve, but you're not going to get the most power out of those. Yeah. You know, they're 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 a pretty tame exhaust. And he was like, well, let's just Dyna tune it with them on there. I want to see what they do. So we Dyna tune it. Has a great curve. Runs good. And he's like, well, I'm thinking about this Magnaflow. Do you think that'll make more power? Yeah, it'll make a lot more. You'll make more horsepower. Your power is going to come on later with this exhaust, so you're going to need to stay in the upper RPM range, you know, above 3,000, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, that's that's easy. I'm always up there. Okay, no problem. We put the exhaust on, dyno tune it, he rides it for a week. Yeah, can we put the short shots back on it? <laughs> I'm not like, sure. ever there. Absolutely. You know, yeah, I tell myself I want to tour, be honest with yourself, people, man. but I don't ride there. The funny thing is, is that people think they're blowing these things you? up at three grand. I don't ride in the bottom end at yeah, all. Yeah, no, a, you yeah, rip. So you yeah. would. Yeah. You rip. I, I, I always say, top end. Hey, like, you, you are top hey, end, motherfucker. Hey, yeah. If you want to buy that Magnaflow exhaust, I bet it'll sell cheap. That's <laughs> black. And I, What's up? What's wrong with black? My bike just wouldn't look good with a black exhaust. Go racist. I don't know why easy dog, easy man. Easy, Calm yeah. the hell down. Hey, no, it's like 1% it, black, dude. My bike's all red and chrome, man. <laughs> the black will just look dumb on it. Dude, come on. Black fights matter. I'd give him, I'd give him about 100 bucks for it, and I don't think he'd sell it for that. He might. <laughs> yeah. Who else is going to buy it? I don't know. I really I really have my heart set on that stealth exhaust. Yeah, I have my heart set on this. Listen dude, to I've this. I've been looking Listen. at those. It's just badass, dude. That stealth dude. is nice. And Why? Justin just put one on his bike. Fuck him. That's right. Fuck why? Them, that's why. Fuck them, that's, that's why. why. <laughs> that reminds me of the uh, Dave Chappelle copies thing. Yeah, pop copy. Pop copy. Was that what it was? Yeah. Why do we treat our why? customers this way? Why? Fuck them. That's, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> if they ask for the manager, you tell them you are the manager. <laughs> yeah. I am the manager. <laughs> I am your manager, B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Um. I got I got some ideas for next year, and I'm gonna try some different stuff in the podcast next year. How about we? We need to work on some like intro music and shit. What if we put the microphones away from us and yell into them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. Well, oh, so, experimenting with sound. Yeah. What do you mean by let's, let's, create, <laughs> let's, let's, let's be like engineers? We'll create the I'd wall like to of get, sound. I wouldn't podcast. mind getting like uh, what if you Jamie from Fueling or one of those guys on. <laughs> And talk about whether they actually saw any result from the King of the Baggers race or how much feedback they've gotten from it. Well, I don't know? think Fuel Moto was involved in it, were they? No. Fueling. Oh. Oh, fueling. Yeah, fueling. that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can thought phone, I thought you said Jamie from Fuel Moto. Maybe, maybe it's just the niche that we work within, but the people that I talk to on the phone a lot, every, just about every one of them, except for the guys that are like, you know, I'm, you know, uh, a limited super heavy loaded two up all the time i just cruised whatever cool want a cam job anybody who's like at all performance related has seen that knows it has watched it several times well sure but so take like what we do on our youtube channel and john maxwell you know john maxwell has 
I don't know how many followers Brad have. I don't. I don't pay attention. He was over a hundred thousand last. But he, year. yeah, he had a he, until he until he left the gravy train. Yeah, well, I haven't I, seen. I, mean, I, feel, I haven't checked I feel it. Bad for him yeah, because he he's realizing that he thought it was going to be super cool to start his own little gig and leave the leave the freaking mothership. It fucking sucks out there. Yeah, it does. But uh, so, so I'm not I'm not digging on John Maxwell at all. Yeah. But you know he has he he would post videos you know back when he was at at uh chattahoochee and which is now for penning harley davidson and he would post a video and install serial lights show you how to do it talk about how badass they were and he'd have fifty thousand views in a week mm-hmm. well those people never call us because so we do different things yeah and the people that when he would do, he didn't really do much performance because his performance was, yeah, you put an FP3 and no, 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 no. What's the difference in the tuners? It was, you know, he's not, he's not doing what we're doing and we're not doing what he's doing. So we don't cross pollinate. Now, yes, there are a whole lot more people that would, that want to buy serial lights and learn how to put them on in their garage. than there are people that want to make 140 horsepower at the rear wheel. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you just look at the masses, mm-hmm. So he has an appeal of a completely different audience profile than us. And I would be willing to say that maybe every once in a while, somebody calls him and says, man, on the King of the baggers, they're running the suspension. And that's what this, that's right. what I want on my road glide. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The people they are calling me like, oh, I don't know if I should, you know, it feels kind of squishy in the corners. Should I put them progressives on there? You know? And he's like, yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. You know, they're like, they call us and they're like, talk about Oleans. Yeah. And why should I do Oleans? <clears throat> well, that's the interesting thing, things? man. Yeah. You know Based I mean? on the video work that we've done, the people that call us, call us already educated. Right. Yeah. They know what they want. They already yeah. have an idea. They have a plan in mind. And we do is fine tune that setup for them. Right. Right. And, and kind of like place them in the right spring, the right rear shock setup for what they're going to do, the right ride height, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we progress from there into, like we talked about with Sasha, right? right? The ergonomics, getting the bar set up right, getting everything where they want it, so they can ride the way they, you know, they really want to ride. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm that's the beauty of what we do with with our video stuff is that they call in already having an idea and kind of shopped it in their mind, and they know what's going on before they even call us, and they right. have an idea, and we just kind of correct some minor things and. Minor things, rather, and nudge them in the right direction. That's because of our videos. And when yeah, we tell, that's what I'm right, saying. Well, that's the right. beauty yeah. of the video work, right? Yeah. That's also yeah. that's I, also our customer base. You know, we're not doing cust- we're not doing videos on KST bars. Fuck that shit. I run a promo on KST bars. I don't do videos on KST bars. Yeah, right. Fuck KST bars. No offense to KST. <laughs> we install a lot of them, but we install we them yeah. at a discount. You know and, what you, mean? and you brought yeah. up Legend. Yeah, like Legend too. I awesome, love I love awesome legends. stuff. They they make and I tell people suspension. all the time like they're they're torn like oh man do I really need whatever whatever do you need Olin's no 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 one Nobody really needs, needs Olin's. It's like when you if you're it, not on a track I, if, I was, if you're on a track I might argue that's what maybe I tell people Olin. on the phone all the time if you're gonna track the bike and you need the ultimate in performance over and adjustability yes yeah. that's what you need yeah. if you want. Correct, dude. The Fox <laughs> stuff actually wasn't bad. I know it's good. It's good stuff. It's fucking huge. It is I huge. Expect a uh, like a Baja truck shock. I know. Russ Weirmont. He makes some pretty RWD decent stuff. stuff is good. Yeah, he makes hey, some decent. And stuff. then so, I guess they're coming out with front forks too that are going to work with that uh, rear shock, nice. and they'll have like a full setup yeah. now. Finally. There's some good stuff. Out there. And here's a little plug of of Russ Weirmont. 
you know, when we were we were fucking around Monzi's bike, and he has that Russ Wearmont. Um, yeah, rub through the rear shock. Uh, yeah. What do you call? The fuck are those pig? Uh, the rem- remote reservoir. Remote reservoir. Yeah. Sorry. Got some of this Davidson Reserve. <laughs> <laughs> Snap on one seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and it had a he had a uh, remote reservoir rear shock, an RWD. It's a really nice shock for the Harley soft tails for yeah. the M eight soft tails. Yeah. And there's a bracket that goes over the top of the shock mount, and over time, it looked like it the uh, oil hose was rubbing on the bracket. So you know, Roy actually caught that, ground the bracket away, but it was a little bit too late. And right after that, the shock started to leak. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't leaking at first, but right, it started right so after. He pulled yeah. the shock off and sent it back to Russ Wearmont. I was expecting to pay for it. He fixed it for free. Yeah, that's cool. Wow, he's probably, a legend. I, I I've had several customers tell me legend stuff. Right. I've had a problem with legend. Yeah. Whatever they sent the stuff to him, boom, yep. right back. Yeah. Legends is yep. good like that too. Yep. Yeah, great customer yeah. service. And you know, you know what? What I like partnering with people. I like Olean's is badass. Now, granted, we haven't had a whole lot of problems with Olean, but that's how you know how good the company is. Yeah. Well, something goes wrong. How do they handle it? That's who I want to partner with. Mm-hmm. My only issue with Olean's is they tend to be slow a long a harder install um more more things you have to do and specialty tools well, you know what i mean I, because, like, I ordered yeah. some owners that's because yeah. you're yeah. dialing in right yeah when i was installing that guy on my lift right now the front and rear the cartridge sure. yeah it felt like a, a like a tailored suit man i really liked mm-hmm. it i'm like man this shit's crazy compared to you know slapping some legends on and you know you got three four clicks whatever like this thing's tailored man, compression rebound, you know, yeah. research and, Oh, Hey, what do you set up for Harley? You know, 14 newer bagger. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it's tailored suit, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get what you pay for. And yeah. it's, I was impressed and it's a lot more work for the tech to put it on, well, but I enjoyed it. I, I, I like it. And I've actually been talking to a guy on Instagram that got the, uh, Olin's inverted front end on a <clears throat> setup. What, what is that called? I can't remember. The KRT. Yeah. KRT. And I guess the stock spring, that Olin suggests for the KRT is like the 11.25 spring mm-hmm. and they do kind of have a little bit of a wobble so you have to tighten down the neck a little bit tighter than stock so I've been going back and forth with this guy on Instagram that he bought it straight from from Krauss and was installing it and I kind of guided him through the install you know the whole because he got a KRT a Wolf 1 SAR video on Krauss's website Yeah, you know what I mean because uh, we do a lot of cross pollinating and Cross is badass, and yep. we install a lot of their stuff, and yeah. they do a lot of cool shit for us. Yeah. So, um, on the Cross website, our our videos are actually on his site. So when you want to see how to install this, it's it's our video, which is super cool. So this guy watched our video on his site, bought it from Cross, uh, hit me up on Instagram and was asking me some questions on install, and I kind of helped him out. Then he had a little bit of a wobble, and we were kind of working through that. And so he contacted Olin's, and they said. Well, try running the 13 spring instead of the 11.25. And he put that in and contacted me back and said, man, I did this and the wall was gone. Wow. So I actually talked to Jamie. We contacted Sasha and said, hey, you know, this is an issue that we see about 50% of the time when we put these in that you really got to tighten the neck down. And, you know, this is one guy, but this is something to look into. Maybe we're running too light of a spring. In the Olin's front end, yeah, for these KRT setups. Now the guy had a twenty-one inch wheel, 
So it's going to be a little different. You know yeah. what I mean? Was so, it a heavy wheel? I don't know. Yeah. But that could have had a factor, you know what I mean? Because the ergonomics of the wheel could have changed it a little bit, and that could have been why Olin's did it. But the cool thing about where we are in the industry is, you know, we contacted Sasha, and he contacted Olin's and said, who is this guy? Sasha knew who I was talking about. Yeah. He was like, oh, I, did, I talked to that guy too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So now there's a triangle because we're like, well, what if we start using this spring instead of an 11? And that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You got to put them out there and see what happens. And yeah, and, yeah. you know, you, you run a couple, you run a bunch of them and, and I don't know, we've, we've put a lot of KRT front ends on bikes. So, yeah, you know, I mean, we haven't had an issue with, I think Anthony's came with 13s cause Anthony's Sasquatch Big guy. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, most of them come with 11.25. We haven't had a whole lot of, of wobble issues or anything though, have we? I mean, well, we know, we know now to just the rogue glide seem more prone to that than the street glide did point, right? Yeah. Yeah. They always have them. That's, <clears> why, that's you why we didn't get a rogue glide. Those bar setups that don't have the counterweights on them and all that stuff like that seems to get that's, that's weird. That's the rumor is why we didn't get a rogue glide in 14. Right, because it, it took them an extra yeah. year to figure out the counterweights on the handlebars. Yeah. yeah. And, and to get the wobble. Because people don't realize it because you don't talk about it much now, but the 13 and prior road glides were notorious for wobbles. Oh, yeah. You like, didn't even... Like all, all people the would come in, it was like a, a twin cam. You know, you get a twin cam motor noise, and people are like, "Yeah, it's fine." That's uh, the wobble was like, "Dude, you're, you know, we can tighten up the neck. It's about all we can do." Uh, you know, right? And you'd have the specs and like the three swing. Yeah, no. Once I rode, yeah. I rode LA. Yeah. I rode LA to Laughlin yeah. every year right. yeah, when I was in like, yep, California. One swing. That's it. Yep. I rode LA to Laughlin every year for a long time. And you're riding across the desert. Boom! You're doing 110, 120 all the fucking time. Crash bike, mm, road glide. god damn it (laughs) they they did they were notorious for it and and when you got them set up right and everything they were good but you know guys that didn't have them set up right and were putting wheels on them and doing anything you did anything outside of stock on those things and they would start wobbling you know they're pretty bad pay attention bars yeah bars were notorious for it well and and rake and trail affects the road glide so much because of the because the you know the frame you know, you've got your triangle and your all of the weight is at the top of the triangle. Yeah. So you've got to really make sure that your rake and trail are set up right on a road glide. You know, you look at those like 32 and 36 inch wheel front end. You're like, what the fuck? Totally the out fuck there. Out yeah. They don't ride those things over 45 or 50 miles an hour. No. You know? I mean, I have a lot of respect for Paul Yaffe, but shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> you want to ride that yeah, bike. Wheel baggers are gone. The, you know, the, you the, ride it from Havasu to the, the motorhome that Parker. they're that they're in with the trailer on the back that they're filming you for that eight minutes. Yeah, Havasu to Parker. Yeah. You know who I think of when I think of big wheel baggers is um, vice versa. Zeddy. Schultz. Yeah, because he's got that. Uh, yeah, he's got that um, graffiti bike. Yeah, two bikes. He's got and one of the I think it's got a pretty big oh, yeah, wheel on it. That graffiti bike is fucked up when we got that it, thing. Yeah, it, but it's a cool looking bike, and, and it's cool. But when you talk to him about it, he's like, yeah, well, you know, it was kind of cool. And I don't really ride it much. And it's, you yeah. know, I'm not doing much to the motor I on this. Shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, he's, it's a whole, a whole different world you do with a bike like that. Then he's got his little ripper that, <coughs> yeah, you know, he's, he's like, yeah, with, with a Moonshine yeah. 492 camera. Yeah, and he's yep. like, this thing's fucking badass. Rips. You know, we yeah. We call him. Yeah. He, he got, he got stationed somewhere else, huh? Yeah. He Did was he? in, he was in Campbell. I think he got stationed. I think he moved 
Yeah, he was cool. He had some cool shit. Yeah. But, all right. <laughs> we got to wrap this up. Again, hey. we've said it all. We're going to come back. <laughs> it's been a hell of a year, 2020, and here yeah. we are wrapping it up. Yeah, August we're going to come back like after, <laughs> I don't know, January, February. We'll see how we do. We'll, we'll start recording some episodes again here. We're going to take a couple weeks off at least. Um, start recording some episodes again, and and Marcus uh, is full of fun. Like hookers. We need to do what's what's <laughs> the bit? What's the bit with Mike? What does what Mike is, hate what more? Does Mike hate, what yeah, is we're Mike, gonna come back. Oh, what does Mike hate less? Oh, what does Mike hate less? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna come back with what does I've Mike writing, hate less? I have some stuff. Yeah, I have some oh, stuff. Really? I, yeah, about right. I've been making notes. Yeah, so like I have. A, yeah, like right. let's do it. Let's do a prequel. We need to get together at like my house one night, and I'll set up like a keyboard and a couple of things, and we can make some little music. All right, here's one to start with. What does Mike hate less? Katy Perry or a big wheel bagger? Oof. Mm. Think about this. This is like one of the first ones I, I like came it. up with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you hate less? Yeah, definitely big wheel. You have wheel to have bagger. one. Big wheel bagger. Well, so now does it have to be the the bagger itself or the guy on the <laughs> dude? It's a dude in the Balmain jeans on a big wheel bagger. Wait, wait, wait. Shirt. Let, me, I was about saying, shirt. let me guess. He's got an affliction shirt. He's got an affliction shirt on on the pockets. Everything. Flat rimmed hat. Flat rimmed hat. No, no, no. He doesn't have where's a flat rimmed hat. Where's his? Where's his bandana? Under his hat. Is under, his hat. under his hat. Okay, yep. okay. With yeah. hat on. I, I know there's a bandana somewhere. He's got yeah. the quarterly on the back pants. He's got yeah. flat-toed boots. Ooh. Oh, oh God. With, with the rhinestones on them, right? Of course. Probably and some. They, and they've never and, seen dirt. They've and, never seen dirt. And a, like a and a, like a hundred and sixty thousand link chain on chain. his wallet. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like, like Marcus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't do wallet chains, man. I can't do it, dude. And he's got a vape pen. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. He doesn't have a vape pen. See, this is where this whole show is gonna go. This he is has, fucking awesome. He has a vape mod. Okay? <laughs> this is yes. a vape pen. He's, He's got clouds. a vape mod. He's yeah. huge clouds, clouds yeah. man. But when yep. you but when he unloads the big wheel bagger at the bar, he smokes big fucking cigars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because and then ask why do. chicks don't hang out at, uh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got a chick that said about See, I'm already going where he hates less. He hates the big wheel bagger more because Katy Perry. But no, no. Well, you right. have to listen to Katy Perry forever. All right. So we're going to do this. But Katy we're going to do this next year. Katy Perry. So <laughs> you don't really. We're going to do this next year. Katy Perry. Gonna find really, some this is going to be good. Yeah. We'll get some have, people I have, on. I have about. It's going to be fun. Right now, about probably 20 or 30 that we're going to run <laughs> through. Really yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. I've got a, a note book. And I've been writing some stuff down. That was just one that came off the top of my head. So thank you for listening. Check Merry, us out. I got some stuff I'm going to do too. Uh, some ideas coming. I'm thinking about doing a hey, daily trivia question on Instagram. That. I hate the big wheel bagger less because Carrie Patey. Carrie. <laughs> is Katy Perry hates Is she? Yeah, fair enough. Live arts. Fuck them.